Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to Around the Hearn here for this week, kicking off the month of October and continuing down the tournament trail. We'll get the uh, football boys starting in a couple of weeks, but it is the uh, golf teams and the soccer teams and the volleyball squads getting ready to get going. Golf already underway. handful of teams have qualified for the state tournament next week. On the boys' side, you'll hear from the uh, PCL Coach of the Year and Alderville's head coach in Keith Utendorf. His team headed to uh, Columbus next week, and a lot of things golf-related to get to in that interview, we talk a lot about the Putnam County League being represented by a pair of teams in Kaleida and in Audeville. But unfortunately, Lipsick, we talked about last week, falling just short. Girls' side, Fort Lorby qualifies for the D2 districts as the girls a week behind. The Shawnee girls finished fourth at Sycamore Springs in Division One. had two young ladies finish in second and fifth. But uh, cross-country going on as well as uh, just to finish up the uh, boys' golf sectionals and St. Mary's and Shawnee, third and fifth, respectively, behind Fidley, number two. Uh, girls' cross-country, the Allen County Invitational a couple of days ago. Shawnee, St. John's, Elida, the one through three. Molly Stump getting the win in 21-04. Boys' Allen County Invitational went to Shawnee, all by Allen East, Bath, St. John's, and then Elida, and a young man who wins pretty much everything in uh, – Brady Inks from Perry ends up with the best time at 16-49. That's uh, not really a shock. Started the uh, tennis tournament as well. Boys Division uh, two districts at Brian and Gallion qualifying up at Catawba Island Club. Sounds fancy. Not allowed there. And then the uh, district that we're going to talk about with Keith Utendorf, it goes Audeville, Minster, Ottawa Hills, and then Kaleida. But Zach Miller from Allen East continues his Terrific year, finishing first. D2 uh, tennis qualifiers, the uh, Shawnee girls in action, Lima Central Catholic, Van Wert, Bath, Salina, and LCC as well. But league crowns on the line. League crowns have been picked up. Look at the Western Buckeye League, the boys' soccer teams. It's Shawnee. Three straight years now, and I believe it's 26 or 27 straight wins after they beat Kenton last night. Uh, boys soccer continuing. Botkins won their sixth straight league title in the uh, WOSL, the Western Ohio Soccer League, by beating Jackson Center. Van Buren, the uh, BCOSA outright title, and they beat Corey Rawson. Volleyball, Fort Lormie picks up the uh, Shelby County League title, and the Salina girls at least a uh, share of their first title since 2016. They can win it outright if they beat St. Mary's next week. Allison Woodruff, shout-out for the week. Riverdale freshman and runner set a new school record at the Kenton Invite last night as uh, she was uh, just blazing by the entire competition. A little bit of uh, basketball news. Got flying to the hoop. It'll be Bakkins, the uh, lone representative in the area. Sunday, January the 16th, they'll play Tri-Village at 1130. Salinas, Kalen Saunders, and Whitney Jones win the uh, first doubles in uh, WBL tennis. Audrey Alves and Michelle Elston, the uh, champions in second doubles. And speaking of the name Elston, it's Mike Elston, the defensive line coach extraordinaire for Notre Dame. Also coming up as it is Hall of Fame weekend in St. Mary's. He was nice enough to uh, come on the show while he was cruising down the highway after the Irish got done with their practice to uh, be on the show for a while. I hope you enjoy that one coming up in uh, just a few. St. Mary's boys finished third at that D1 section I was talking about, but the Coldwater girls ended up finishing third at Sycamore Springs. They'll go to the districts as well. Jalen Bruns from Fort Recovery goes as an individual. Volleyball poles in the area. Salina, after knocking off Ottawa Glendorf, getting some respect on their name. They're number 20 in Division Two. Coldwater stays number one in D3, followed by Liberty Benton at 2 and OG, who uh, suffered a pair of losses last weekend including one to Salina. They're number four. D4, New Bremen number one, New Knoxville number three, St. Henry five, Lipstick six, Lower Mia eight, Lincoln View 18. Lincoln View just wrapped up the Northwest Conference in volleyball last night. And Rushi, number 19. Football polls, Van Wert number eight, Versailles number 10, D3 and D4 respectively. 
Coldwater, after their first loss to uh, St. Henry last weekend, drops to number three. Columbus Grove goes up to number six. D7 has Marion Local in the top spot. Lima Central Catholic at number five. New Bremen at number 10. St. Henry at 13. Football tonight. Northwest Conference Styles Esports Live 3. You can hear it will be uh, Spencerville and Crestview. Pre-game 625. WBL football tonight. Wapakoneta at Bath. That's an interesting game. Both 5-2 differences. Wapak's one game better in the league. Defiance at Salina. Kenton at Van Wert. That is homecoming in Van Wert tonight. And the big news coming about about Egger Stadium in 2022, I believe it's May, will have a uh, a thing on the ballots for uh, folks to vote on about what is going to be come with Egger Stadium and about everything that uh, is going on in the community there. They've got a nice blueprint. I'd like to see it stay. I'm a big fan of those older places and kind of renovate things as you go along. Shawnee takes on Ottawa Glendorf. That's on 106.3 The Fox. And then it is light in St. Mary's for uh, Hall of Fame weekend. You can hear the uh, pregame at 625 and the kickoff at 7 on K94. Marion Local in the Bremen, I suspect, is on WCSM. Marion at 7-0, taking on a Bremen squad at 5-2. Minster, they travel to Coldwater. Reverse of records, 1-6 for the Wildcats, 6-1 for the Cavs. Parkway at 1-6, travels to Fort Recovery, who are 2-5. 3-4, Anna plays host to 5-2 St. Henry. And 6-1, uh, Versailles, travels to uh, Champions Field to take on Delphi St. John's. That a look at things going on on the gridiron. Mac Volleyball standings, this is going to be interesting. Coming down the stretch, New Bremen 18-0. They sit 6-0 in the league. Knoxville 16-1. They also 6-0 in the league. Then you've got Coldwater, number one in the state, at 15-2. And St. Henry at 12-5. That's a look at the things going on in the world of sports around Northwest Ohio. To come back, we talk St. Mary's football, St. Mary's track and field, St. Mary's basketball. Mike Elston was pretty good at all of that. And uh, about Notre Dame football, all of that when we come back here on Around the Hearn. I'm with Eric McCracken, Lee Kinsel, GM Sales and Service, 650 West Irvin Road, Van Wert. We have left the dealership, and we are in a beautiful Buick. Eric, what are we in? 2021 Buick Enclave Avenue, Billy. This thing is the bomb. I tell you what, cruising down Irvin Road, just smooth as ice and a lot of features. I like the cooled seats. You know, when it's summertime, cooled seats are a nice feature. Keeps my back from getting all sweaty. Absolutely. This has the cooled seats. It's all-wheel drive, beautiful chestnut interior. These cars are a Pointed one of the finest luxury cars in the world, and they do have three rows of seats. And everybody loves the room this car offers. Big V6 motor, a lot of fun to drive, and they really turn heads. I noticed the backup camera, but I also noticed a camera overhead. How's that doing that from a satellite in the sky? That's the bird's eye view. What it does is uses about six cameras around the car. It's a very safe vehicle. One of the many vehicles waiting for you, Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service, 650 West Irvin Road, Van Wert. And remember, find new roads. This weekend, the class of 2020 and 21 inducted into the uh, St. Mary's Athletic Hall of Fame in St. Mary's. A huge class from 20 and 21 with having nothing with last year. But one of the big athletic achievement inductions is uh, Mike Elston. And I don't know that we have time to just run down everything he's done. Let's just say. It's quite a lot, and now in the coaching ranks at Notre Dame, and thank you so much for doing this. You got it. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited to come back and, and support St. Mary's Rough Rider football and, and the community, so thanks for having me. Now, I know that you guys are in Virginia this weekend to take on Virginia Tech, but when was the last time you've actually been back home? Oh, unfortunately, it was exactly a year ago this weekend. <laughs> it was uh, my mother's passing. So my, the, the matriarch of my family, we lost her back in, I think it was October 19th, 9th of of last year. So that was the last time I was home. But uh, a lot of great memories prior to that and more to come. My family's going to be back this weekend. So, you know, they're excited to, to see their cousins and aunts and uncles and um, I wish I had time to make it back more often, but it's just with my travel and my schedule, I just don't get a chance to do it. You just have to take a really long detour from Indiana to Virginia. 
That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just tell me. I'm going to go I this way. Yeah, if I could get somebody's private jet, I would do it. I mean, that's got to be, you know, you got to put that in your contract the next time that that comes up, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, I get I get some private jet usage. It's just not for uh, for personal personal business. Well, just make sure that it lands in Vandalia and you drive up as opposed to landing at the Allen County Airport. Oh, I believe that for sure. But it is, it's kind of crazy. I know I had a nice long conversation with your wife and she was so great in setting this up and... Uh, she had talked about how you had given commencement about seven years ago for St. Mary's and about how you've been able to host the team when they come to South Bend. I mean, that's still a big way, obviously, for you to keep in touch with your roots. Yeah, so, you know, St. Mary's has done so much for, for not only myself, but my wife. We, we had an incredible, um, you know, youth youth there with uh, not only academics but also football and, and sports and any way we can give back to the community we'd love to do that and I've continued relationships with a lot of members of the community still and so any way that I can help out with the growth and and just the the development of, of student athletes back home or anybody it's just it's something that we do or we're driven that way to service of, of young people that's why I'm in coaching but if I can help out, I definitely will. I always love that there is a young man from Maria Stein on your roster and with all of the uh, coaching duties that you have that you interact with him a lot. And, I mean, it's a little different, I'm sure, but you get a little piece of home, I would think, because you're able to talk to him about Allglaze and Mercer County. Yeah, we do. John Dirksen, who's had an incredible career, and he's just a great young man from an incredible family. And, Obviously, Maria Stein and, and Marion Local themselves have an incredible uh, success in football and a lot of state championships there. So we talk quite often about about you know football back home and the WBL and the MAC and and uh, it's just good to catch up and people that know that area you know know what it's about and it's really good football with great great players, great coaches, and a lot of success there. Well, and you can have an argument about whose blue and gold alma mater is better. That's right. That's true. That's true. He's he's a little bigger and stronger than me right now, so I don't mess with him too much. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, he's still got a partially answer to you, though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He's very respectful, so he wouldn't go too far. Uh, when they do these readings coming up this weekend, I know that it's going to take a while just to read your bio. I've gone through it about five or six times just trying to figure out what we could uh, talk about that uh, I didn't have to fill an hour, but you could almost be inducted three different times with football, basketball, and track and field when you were at St. Mary's. Yeah, well, you know, it was just something we always grew Everybody did it. They played different sports, and we grew up doing that. And when, we, uh, when football was done, we went into basketball, and you didn't have to do it competitively to, to enjoy it. I mean, there's a lot of people playing pickup basketball, and nowadays, everybody's so centralized into one sport or maybe two sports. But, you know, we played football, basketball, baseball. And, and then I got into track and field. And, you know, we did other sports. You know, we always played volleyball with, with the neighbor kids. And it's just that's what everybody did back then. It wasn't just myself. And, and you know, I really miss those days. And kids are so busy with, you know, specializing in certain sports, they don't get a chance to do a bunch of different sports these days. And some of our best football players are guys that multi-sport athletes that, that know how to compete both on the, on the field, in the field, but also, you know, another on the basketball court and baseball. And, you know, it's just, you want a guy that's competitive and a gal that's competitive. And, and, and that's the, that, those are the student athletes that typically have the most success. And, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I, we, we did it all back then. Well, and that was going to kind of be my question of when you talk to recruits or young athletes, is that kind of one of the things you maybe sort of glean to them of, you know, don't just stick to one thing because you can be so much more well-rounded if you're playing more sports. Yeah, well, the biggest question that I get when I'm talking to a recruit is, hey, coach, you know, I'm ready to get there in June or maybe even in January for a mid-year enrollment, I'm thinking about not playing basketball. What do you think? Or I'm thinking about not doing this sport. What do you think? And, you know, I can't tell them what to do, but my advice to them is to, 
listen, you're only going to play basketball one more season, one more time the rest of your life competitively. You might as well go do it and enjoy it. You know, it's not like you're going to do that here at Notre Dame. So, you know, I try to encourage them to do as many things as they possibly can, but, you know, <laughs> that doesn't always work. They want to, for my position as a defensive lineman, they want to gain some weight, get some muscle on, and, and sometimes playing basketball or even running track is, you know, you're running a lot, you're up and down the court, you're not gaining the kind of weight that you want to to be competitive at, at this level your freshman year. So it, it's a challenge to convince them to do that. But, you know, I, I still try to do it, you know, try to get them to, to do other sports so that they can, you know, compete year in and year out and, and semester in and semester out. And I'm sure that it's, it's still kind of a little torn from you thing too of, I want you on campus as early as possible to sort of help start going through our stuff, but I don't want to hear you later say, maybe I should have been a kid for another couple of months. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. I We have a kid coming in in January this year that I tried to convince not to just because he loved the sport so much, a second sport so much that, you know, I personally felt like he was going to miss it. He was going to miss his teammates. He was going to miss making a run for a state championship. Then I tried to talk him out of it, you know, coming mid-year. But he wants to do it. He wants to compete. He wants to play early, and and we'll take him. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I would prefer him to be here, but I didn't want to be the reason why, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, he didn't choose to play his last year, you know, of his winter sport so he could be with his buddies for one more semester. Well, I'm not asking a specific thing. This is a general question because I, I know how this goes. But uh, as far as recruiting goes, being not that far away from Northwest Ohio, being a Northwest Ohio guy, people know Mike Elston. They know the name. Does that kind of, through your uh, tenure, the way you've gone through coaching, kind of make that a little bit easier to come back into the area and go, hey, outside of just having Notre Dame as the letterhead of, you know, hey, maybe you might want to come see what we're all about. Yeah, it definitely does, especially with, with coaches or parents, you know, certainly not with the, the teenagers. They they would only know about, you know, the, the achievements that I've had through their parents or, or coaches. But there's a lot of credibility going back into Ohio amongst the, the high school coaches. I run into coaches all the time that were either on the staff at Fostoria or other schools that we played while I was coming out. And, um, you know, quite a few of them, unfortunately, are retired now. <laughs> Because, you know, heck, I'm 46 myself. But, um, you know, there is some, some credibility there, and, and it, it gets the foot in the door for sure, to answer your question. Uh, just to, to kind of, I guess, date you a little bit more, uh, this year being the anniversary of the state championship teams in the early 90s, uh, do you still get a chance to uh, talk to those guys? You know, I wish I did. I wish I, wish I was able to make it back to St. Mary's more often for, for different events. You know, I was on the national championship team in, in, at Michigan in 97, and I don't even get a chance to go back to those, those reunions and those, those moments where they're celebrating that team just because of my schedule. Uh, but I talked to several guys on, on the, the championship team from my senior year, and I run into quite a few people through my travels. I try to hook up with as many friends as I can when I'm, I'm traveling throughout the country for recruiting, which is, is quite often, uh, but not enough for sure. I wish there was more opportunities for that just because of, you know, the relationships that you build and the friendships you have. And, and we touch base either via text or phone call, but not in person enough for sure. I would imagine though, that anytime that you come back, that you're able to drive into St. Mary's, whichever way you're coming from the North or the South, that seeing that sign that says how far Maslin is away and seeing those, state championship plaques that's got to make you smile yeah i'm smiling thinking about it right now yeah i love it i can remember the the weekend that those went up back when i lived in town and um you know it was cool and you know we had a lot of success and back then and and um you know even after i left you know the rough riders had a lot of success the next year and we had an incredible coaching staff and and there's a lot of them are still back in that area and and fortunately for me, a lot of them come up to the game still, up to Notre Dame, and I stay in touch with several of them. And it's been probably, you know, one of the neatest things for me is to continue my relationship with the coaching staff, you know, that 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 was with me or with our team back in the, the early 90s. 
and they've made such an imprint on my life and impact on, on me. And, you know, they're part of the reason why I'm into coaching today. So it, it's really cool. The sign, that sign is neat, but so many great traditions back there. And, and uh, I know coach Fry, they've done a great job and they're, they're, they're rebounding back and they're going to be, uh, you know, they'll be back soon enough. How long did it take for you when you were playing, you got through high school and through college to now as a coach yourself for a couple of years, say, man, I thought the old man was nuts when he would tell me about that, when Skip would say something or one of the assistants, and then now you just look at it and go, yeah, I probably should have listened to that a little bit more. Yeah, there's no doubt. When you're 16 and, and 17 years old, you're, you know, you're, you're, uh, you know everything. You're 10 foot tall. You're bulletproof. You just, you just, you know, I, I think about it all the time, especially, um, you know, I think about how much better of a student athlete I would have been if I had listened to the, the adults around me and, you know, how much more success I would have had not only in high school, but when I went off to college, if I just would have spent about 10 more percent of my time on just listening to people rather than ignoring them and thinking that I already had all the answers. Uh, but that's the youth, right? That's, that's, that's what, you, that's what they call growing up. It's immaturity and, and, um, you know, all I can do is continue to try and impress that on the student athletes that I'm around and my children that I'm around that, you know, you're going to feel like you have all the answers, but trust me, you've been, you haven't been 17 yet. I have, so <laughs> you got to listen to me. Well, the three girls that you had, I'm sure that that went well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm a dad when I come home, but I also have the coach inside. So they, they get it. I get after them pretty good. So they're going to be, they got a pretty good, they got a pretty thick skin right now with, with, uh, you know, be, me being her father. <laughs> I can just imagine how that goes. Someone will say something and they'll just stare of, yeah, dad coach does worse, so just bring it on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm with already no getting that uh, with having an eight-month-old and a little girl. She already looks at me of, I, I'm over what you're saying. Just leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, wait till they're 16. I have a <laughs> 16-year-old that she was good until she turned 15, and now it's like, you know, She's smarter than everybody else. Well, see, we just talked no, about just, it. She, she got it on us from dad. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's in, it's in her DNA. Uh, when you went to Michigan, you had obviously uh, just a terrific cast around you and a lot of guys that, that uh, immediately jump out. But there was a guy, and I'm not sure if you know if anything has happened to him, or if he's stocking grocery stores or what the deal is. You had a guy named Tom Brady on your team. Did he have you heard anything about him lately? Yeah, I think he did all right for himself. You know, he, um, I think what he did that's probably the most impressive is he married a supermodel. You know, I think that that's what people rem will remember most about him twice. And, um, yeah, yeah, two, two supermodels. And, uh, but no, <laughs> we had a lot of great, great players at Michigan as we do at, at Notre Dame. And, um, a lot of great professionals, a lot of great pros that are, you know, good ambassadors, great ambassadors for each university. And, and obviously Tom Brady is, is, you know, arguably, or not even arguably the best quarterback, the best, best player to ever play the game. And, and most, you know, obviously the most Super Bowl. So I don't know how you can argue with that. And he's an even better person. So, um, you know, I, I flew out to see new England Patriots practice a few years back and, you know, reminisce with Tom a little bit and, you know, it's, he's just such a great person and, and great family man and obviously an incredible competitor. That's what's made him great these years. Now you got to get that invite to Tampa. <laughs> yeah, well, if, hopefully um, hopefully he stays around for a couple more years and I can, you know, get down there for I, sure. I feel like he's going to play 10 more years. Uh, it looks like he can. I mean, he's moving around and throwing the ball as well as he has, so. And it's kind of crazy, too, because, I mean, until after you graduate and you come in doing video and doing the uh, assistant stuff, he, you guys really don't play together in terms of Brian Greasy being in front of him, Scott Driesback being in front of him. But, I mean, you kind of see how hard he works every day. Did you know that there's a good chance that he was going to be kind of somebody big uh, just by how you watched him work? No, no. It'd be arrogant of me to say that. You know, I saw something that no one else saw. I mean, hell, he was drafted late for a reason. He couldn't run, and, you know, he didn't look great 
in person and, you know, just didn't have the definition of a, of a strong quarterback. And he always had a strong arm and he always had, you know, an incredible intelligence for football, but there's a lot of guys like that out there. I don't know that anybody can predict the next Tom Brady. If they could, there would already be another one, but, um, you know, what people cannot underestimate is just the competitive nature that he has and just the intelligence and, and intelligence in football. You know, there's, there's football intelligence, which we call FBI and Tom Brady's probably got the highest level of FBI there is. There's guys that have more, more, more skill set, like, a you know, maybe an Aaron Rodgers who can run better and, and escape the pocket better and maybe has a stronger arm. But I think in terms of football intelligence and, and a live arm and, and just the way to the competitive nature of him, I think Tom Brady has, has the best combination. I was looking through and at looking, you go from Michigan, you start as a student assistant, you go to Eastern Michigan, Cincinnati, Central Michigan, and Notre Dame. I mean, what's, uh, what was it about your relationship with Coach Kelly that you sort of hit it off from the beginning and have continued with that, well, let's say pretty long run. I, I won't use the dates to date you. Yeah, well, the first thing that pops into my mind is just the, the relationship that we have. Um, you know, I, he's not that much older than me, but, you know, there's a tremendous amount of respect and um, like a, a father-son, you know, he's taught me a lot of football. He's taught me a lot in, in life. And, um, but also he's, he's an incredible family man. So, and that, and I am myself, I've never been one to chase the, the titles and chase the money in this profession. And, and therefore I've been able to raise my children all in the same school system here in South Bend. And I'll continue to do that as long as they'll let me. And then I want my family, I want my children to have a home to come back to when they go off to college, you know, and. I had that when I grew up in St. Mary's, which was a huge part of, of, of why I've been able to be successful. And, and I want them to have that. I've worked with, with other coaches that have left here after a year or two years and, and they've moved seven or eight times in, in seven or eight years. And I'm not like that. I don't want that. I don't want that for my children. And um, my loyalty to, to Brian is, is very, very high, but my loyalty to my family is even higher. So I think that, the decisions that I make have been in the best interest of my family and my children in particular. So that'll always continue to be the case. And if I can stay here at Notre Dame until they're out of high school, then that's what I'm going to try to do. I was thinking about uh, the bowls that you've been in or that you've played in that 15 year old, you starting out at St. Mary's, if you told him you're going to be standing on the sideline for a national championship game, a couple of them, you're going to be standing in the cotton bowl. You're going to be standing at the Rose bowl. I mean, does he just look at you and just start laughing? <laughs> who, who, Brian Kelly? 15-year-old you. Oh, 15-year-old me, I'm sorry. No, yeah, Brian I Kelly's like, that, why didn't we make more of them? <laughs> yeah, I think that, um, yeah, uh, back then I was pretty arrogant, so maybe I would I would <laughs> say, why didn't you make more of them? Right, but, right. No, it, it, it's really, uh, it's been a really great, you know, run and, I, I can't, I can't imagine that I would think that, you know, in my career that I would have, I've coached as many great young men and, 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 um, achieved as many, you know, bowl games and victories as, as I have, and as we have in this profession. Uh, but honestly, my greatest achievements have been just the development of my, of my family, my children, you know, there, if there's any sense of pride for me and, and what I've been and my wife have been able to do together is is the success that my children have, not only in, in academic or athletics, but in, in school. And, you know, they'll be able to choose whatever university they want to go to just because, you know, the consistency and the, the foundation we've been able to build in, in one place. So that's probably what I'm most most proud of at this moment in my career. I know that uh, we talked about earlier, you're not going to be able to be there for the ceremony this weekend, but uh, if you were able to give uh, kind of folks uh, just kind of a quick overview or uh, say something to people back home, what would you tell them? Uh, well, I think the, the biggest thing is that, you know, I've, I've, I take a lot of pride in, in, um, in that St. Mary's community. It's done so much for me. It's done so much for my wife. 
Um, I've tried to over the years represent that community in a, in a, in a way that, you know, the people back there would be proud to say that I came from St. Mary's and that I represented them in, in the right way. Um, you know, it's, it's just, I attribute, I, I, I attribute a lot of success that I've had in my career to, you know, not only my family, my mom and my dad that, that raised me with, with, you know, integrity and, and, and morals and, and just an incredible work ethic that also the coaches I was around, the teachers I was around, you know, they were able to also add to that to give me an incredible, you know, foundation to go off. And, you know, I've made a ton of mistakes in my life. I've made a ton of mistakes in my career, but I had a really good foundation from that community. And, um, I can't be, I can't be thankful enough for it. And if I can do anything for young people to, to try to make their dream come true with, with uh, my support of them, I, I would do it. So that would be my message. Rest of the season, obviously you go to Blacksburg this weekend. Uh, you end up back uh, with UVA later after a three- or four-game homestand. Other than a trip to SoCal, I mean, you guys are, are pretty much keeping the buses, uh, at least in the garage, for a little bit. Yeah, we've had quite a few home games here recently, but uh... – It'll be fun to get on the road. It's always good to travel. The, um, you know, there's a lot of distractions back on campus and, and for home games. I mean, home games are great. They're electric and our fan base is incredible. But um, it's good to get away and travel at times and, and just make it a business trip and make it about the game and not about how many tickets and, and uh, parking <laughs> passes and who's coming to the game and oh, my girlfriend's here and it's just good to, to get away at times and, and just make it about about football and and in uh, the game. So, you know, it'll be good. We got a bad taste in our mouth right now from the last game, and we don't lose a lot of games around here. At least we haven't recently, and um, we lost the last one. So, the guys are ready to go get that bad taste out of their mouth for sure this Friday, this Saturday night. Outside of the result, I wanted to ask you: when you play teams where obviously you spent three or four years at Cincinnati, it's not that far from home. Are those still special games, or is that just kind of that's the next game on the schedule? Yeah, I you know it wasn't as special for me just because I haven't been there in so long. It's been twelve years, but um, you know every game is is um, it's the next game, like you like you just said. It's I, I don't I try not to make one game bigger than the other. I think when I play my alma mater at, at Michigan, it's always. That's a, that's a little bit different for me just because of the relationship that I still have with former players and, and things like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's literally about the next game for me. And, and Virginia Tech is no different coming up. And, you know, then we got USC the weekend after that. It's, they're all big games these days. I mean, the, the pressure cooker that we're in, you got to be successful and you got you to put your best foot forward week in and week out. And you put too much emphasis on one of them, you're not ready for the next one. So. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's, a, it's, it's pretty status quo with the next game. Well, I thank you so much for doing this, and I am so glad I was finally able to get to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. I appreciate it. And um, good luck with everything this weekend. And, and um, you know, I'm just thankful for the consideration of being inducted into the Hall of Fame and, um, you know, more great days to come. So my family's going to go down and represent me and, and uh, these accomplishments, and, and, and I can't think of anybody better to go down there to represent me, so I'm excited. That's Class of 2021 inductee Mike Elston here as we're back with more here in just a few. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Switching gears now from football to golf, the most requested, or least requested, depending on who you ask, but most frequent guest on this show, the Putnam County League Golf Coach of the Year, Keith Dudendorf who has his team going to state for the first time since 1994. It's got to be a good day in your house. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, it's an empty house. My wife decided to take a vacation uh, and took the kids with her too. So 
it's a lonely house. I'm celebrating with myself, uh, maybe my dog. And, uh, yeah, but it's, uh, it's been a good night. Uh, it's a good night for our kids. Great night for the program and the school and the community and our parents that were involved in it. Uh, a lot of fun, uh, and a well-deserved effort from our kids for sure. You know, I joked the other night when I was in Audeville doing soccer that I should have known that something was going on because there was no you there to, uh, administrate. I mean, you left Odie in charge. Yeah, sometimes I, uh, I I do have to, you know, trust others to to do things that they're supposed to do, and you know, I I, I trusted for one night, and I'm not sure how it went, but <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not sure who's in charge. Who who is in charge? I, I have no idea. I don't know who the AD there is half the time. But <laughs> it is a cool thing, though. I saw on Twitter the boys when they got back into town tonight. They had uh, TP'd the town. Who has to clean that up? That's a great question because when I left here about an hour ago, it was still, um, still in the street. So I'd assume maybe 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 tomorrow morning that might get cleaned up. It was pretty good. It's pretty uh, full, full white on uh, on Main Street there. So well, and that's what I was going to ask was you know how was that reception coming home because I know the volleyball team's in action and the soccer team has had games and practices. I mean, but this is a huge thing. I don't think any of these kids were what just being born or not even born yet the last time it happened. So we were actually talking about that. Um, for one, yeah, to your point, uh, about coming into town, what a cool experience for our kids. Uh, what was really cool is you mentioned all the things going on tonight. Our volleyball team was in Paulding. Um, girls soccer had a, had a game tonight and I forget who that was against. Uh, and actually our boys soccer team had a team meal. They actually left the team meal from what I was told, came to the kind of welcome back and were participating and having fun and congratulating our kids. So, you know, it's a pretty special place to be a part of. Uh, and we're all kind of in it together and supporting each other and pretty tremendous moment uh, from that standpoint. So, and then to your point with uh, the past, yeah, they weren't born. Actually, we have... Carter Schnippy and Keaton Schnippy, we were talking tonight. Their dad, I believe, was on the last uh, state tournament representative um, in 1994. Uh, he was, uh, I think, a senior on that team. So there's some connections there, and uh, we're sure as heck happy to have them. Well, of course there's uh, connections. It's Putnam County. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, what a what a cool experience and a cool moment. Yeah just proud of our boys and proud to uh, kind of help represent a little piece of uh, our school's uh, community and um, athletics. So it's, it's, it was a good night. According to the athletic boosters, it happened in 83, 85, 87, 94, and now in 2021, and you get to hang that number. And I mean, I would think at this point, whoever they get the numbers from is just running out of numbers to put up banners inside L.W. Heckman and uh, in the rafters there? Well, we hope so. We hope so. We've had a good run here. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a while, but it's a program that uh, goes all the way back. Uh, Coach Maley, way back in the day, he was excited as anybody tonight, I heard. Um, Coach Brown, uh, who preceded me, was as much a factor in tonight as anybody. So it's, it's fun to have those kind of legacy type figures that uh, continue to want to see the success that the kids that are having uh, right now and be a part of it. And, and uh, they're pretty proud. They're as proud as anybody and they should be. So um, yeah, it's, we'll keep hanging them if we can. Uh, and I know our kids are going to put every effort to do it. So you get Minster by five shots, you get Ottawa Hills by 12, you get collided by 14 as far as team plays goes to get uh, to state next week. I mean, it's got to be a little bit special too, that to be able to do that, you were able to beat Kaleida with as good as they've been during their run the last five, 10 years. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, obviously we talked uh, probably off air a little bit, but it had been 10 years since Kaleida had lost the PCL match up until uh, this past Monday when we beat them in the tournament and, were able to get a share of the, the league title for the first time in 10 years for 
the program. Uh, you know, Kaleida has such a renowned history in golf and so many other things, much like us. And um, their success has spoken for itself the last 26 years or so or longer, I think, with, with Coach Schnipke. And, yeah, to get them today, um, you mentioned the programs, Minster, Ottawa Hills, Kaleida. And uh, to be in front of them today was uh, a really impressive round. And uh, I, we weren't sure we were going to get it at points. It kind of waffled there for a little bit. But we had a few guys really put together some some really good rounds today. And it started with our seniors. And I'm happy as heck for those guys, first and foremost, especially given last year's situation and last year's results at the uh, district tournament as a team for those guys uh, four of the five were back uh, from that from last year's group and to kind of rectify that situation and and get a little bit of redemption uh, from that from that result it's, uh, it's a pretty cool moment for them Carter Sipke finishes second he uh, shoots a 69 one shot off the lead Zach Miller's just been playing out of his mind for Allen East Throughout the course of the year, Drew Hilvers ends up 17th with 80. Keaton Stipke goes 81 for 22nd. Grant Lease with an 87 for 40th. And Michael Turnwald, 71st with a 92. Can you beat any of those kids at any point? Uh, you know what? Here's what I'll tell you. I, so we had a practice round at, out at Pike Run. Given from that I'm from Ottawa, Glendorf. That's my home course. Oh, we're back, back to where you can tell people that now? We, yeah, sort of, I think, maybe. I mean, I don't know if anybody wants to actually claim me. <laughs> no but, one's listening. Um, it's fine. Exactly. But uh, I, I took on Keaton. Keaton and I are kindred spirits, and I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, he and I like to uh, get after one another. And I challenged him to a bike run little duel and uh, within our practice round. And I'll take the claim that I did beat him through the first nine. And I, I submit that I stopped playing after that first <laughs> nine. He contends that we were still playing on the back nine. And so uh, can I, can I beat any of them? No, pro- no. I think if you were no. still, still taking swings, I think it still counts. Yeah, that, that's what they tell me. But yeah. I just know that there was a number at the end of the first nine that was lower for me than it was for a few of our guys. So it must have been a really good practice round. I uh, shoot really well because after six or seven holes, they they tell me to stop. So I just count, you know, I, I shot like 50 for six holes. But, you know, uh, hey, whatever. I got a lower score than you did. That's true. So That's not true. telling anybody they asked me to leave. <laughs> but all joking aside, it's such a cool thing. Uh, next week. Friday and Saturday at the OSU Scarlet course for the D3 state tournament. Uh, what's the mood like? I know you get uh, an opportunity to really talk to them, and it just seems, though, that that's a long time between now and then. Have, have you guys already had your thought, will you get to go down and play, play or at least look at the course beforehand? Yeah, they actually have most of that scripted for us. Uh, we actually picked our tee time for the practice round uh, today before we even left. Uh, Stone Ridge, so it's pretty well scripted um, what will happen down there. There's really no chance to get a a sneak peek even before that, so they try to keep things pretty uh, what do I want to say sterile or um, very uh, professional and organized and so we we won't see it really before Thursday's practice round, but obviously we will have that practice round and we've had a few players individually the last 10, 15 years that uh, have actually played at Scarlet. And actually we have some, some materials that we've kind of looked at and taken a little bit of a sneak peek at uh, to kind of maybe help prepare our kids a little bit. And we'll try to utilize those resources that, that they'll, they'll provide along with uh, Nick Miller uh, won a state championship on that course as an individual, I think in 2005, um, from Ottaville. So, uh, probably be having a pretty good conversation with him, uh, Coach Brown, uh, his coach, uh, and we'll we'll utilize those those resources that we have and, and try to prepare our kids just to enjoy the course, enjoy the experience, and try to put a decent round 
or two together and see where things fall after that. Kind of at this point in the year, as you get ready for the state tournament, I mean, how much are you coaching right now? Or is it just little like, hey, you know, have you thought about approaching this way? Or is it little things or or just kind of maybe a a little of uh, moral support at this point? I think um, you'll be surprised to know that I'm I'm not much of a swing coach. Um, I'm not a a lot of a technical (laughs) director uh, for some things. Uh, I think my biggest job is, one, to get the kids to the course, make sure it's organized and prepare them from an organizational standpoint. And then, two, these guys, they have some great swings. They hit the ball really well. I'm there to, to, to make sure that they're upbeat, they're happy, they're positive. I try to provide suggestions, and they can take them if they want them. And, but they know these kids have been – the pleasure that I have is these kids have been around the game of golf since most of them were three and four years old, and they started swinging the club. So they're, they're at a good place, and I'm just there try, trying to help in whatever way I can and uh, try to help them accomplish their goals and – and so maybe uh, we'll take another step in that process and and try to help out and give them a great experience in Columbus. Outside of, obviously, for the kids, I mean, for you right now with the time that you put in from a coaching perspective, how excited are you about this to be able to showcase Audeville Golf on a, a statewide scale? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a program that has a, a deep amount of tradition and and expectations and uh, I know we haven't went we've mentioned the since 1994 as a team but you know, I mentioned Nick Miller and Jordan Schimler and, and countless other individuals um, and teams that had a lot of success at Ottaville that maybe just missed getting down to Columbus I think from talking with some of those people that have been connected with the program I know they're excited within the last four hours we've heard from a bunch of people that were connected with the program that are pretty proud and, and pretty happy and excited for the, this group's accomplishments. And like you said, to kind of put out golf on, on a stage. Cause we've got kids that, that love, love it, take pride in it and, and want to show people what, what we're kind of about. So we're excited to try to do that. And, you know, state tournaments, there's a lot of really good teams down there. And, uh, we're just going to try to see what we can do and, and play the course and give the kids a good experience and see what happens at the end. Well, I'm excited for you and the boys. I wish you guys the best luck next week uh, representing Putnam County. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what's really cool. We were talking about that on the way home. We're happy as heck that Kaleida made it down there. They snuck in right at that fourth spot. And to have the two teams that we've had, to have Lipsick at – uh, Stone Ridge for districts as well, three teams from the PCL, uh, and have success at districts. Uh, you know, I want to men- mention, obviously, Kaleida played really well. Ryan Clousing had a 78. He's okay. And they had a bunch of, he's, he's okay. He's, he's pretty darn good. And obviously, Kaleida as a team, uh, making it down to state for, I don't even know, Coach Schnipke's, what, 10th, <laughs> 15th? I don't know. Uh, so much respect and, and pride that um, we're kind of from here and, and, and can say that we've had success given the expectations for uh, Putnam County golf. It's, it's pretty cool to be a part of. And, um, yeah, at Mason Brandt today for Lipsick too. Another guy that, that was PCL player of the year, had a great year, played a great round today and just missed. Um, it's pretty cool to be, uh, kind of from Putnam County right now and and Putnam County golf is, is kind of is where it's at. So, well, it's two weeks in a row that a uh, Putnam County golf coach slash dad in one case has been on the show and has just gushed about everything going on. And uh, I hope that it ends next week with an even bigger party in Audeville and uh, one of those big, big trophies. That would be, uh, (laughs) that would be a dream come true for, for sure. Uh, Not only for our kids, but, just to be uh, connected and part of that process would be very cool for me too. So we're excited. We're going to see what we got. We're going to get some practice in this week and uh, try to refine some things and 
put our best foot forward on Thursday at the practice round and try to have a weekend. Well, next uh, time that you're on and continue your uh, most appearances streak, hopefully I'll be able to introduce you as a state championship winning head coach Keith Utendorf. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold my breath one way or the other. I said hopefully I'll be back on the that that I'll even be back on the <laughs> the radio. Most importantly, but I'll check uh, with the bookers. And, <laughs> okay, yeah. Let let me know. Uh, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, we'll be talking about basketball. But uh, again, good luck next weekend. Thank you very much. That's the Putnam County League Golf Coach of the Year, Keith Utendorf. More would have come back here in just a few. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, home of the Titan Burger, and if you're really hungry, the Cow Tipper. Tony's grounds their hamburger meat each day. Each patty is fresh and never frozen and not cooked until you order it. Don't forget to add some of the great sides like French fries, pickle fries, and their great breaded mushrooms. While you're there, you can't forget to get some of their great ice cream, ice cream treats, and frozen yogurt. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, making burger history since 1962. I'm not going to lie. I went to Tony's for lunch today, as I do when I'm in Ottawa, and uh, had a double cheeseburger. It was fantastic. Also, my wife loves the taco sticks, so you should probably try those. But my personal favorite is the uh, chicken nuggets. I think they're uh, the best chicken nuggets around, but don't take my word for it. Head down to Tony's in Ottawa and find out for yourself. Just down there all the way to the fairgrounds. And uh, big thanks to uh, them for essentially sponsoring Keith Hutendorf. He's a guy that doesn't live far from there, and he loves some Tonys as well. But thank you to he and thank you to Mike Elston for being on the show, uh, talking about golf, talking about life, and talking about Notre Dame football. They're in action in Blacksburg, Virginia, taking on Virginia Tech tomorrow. A lot of folks probably waiting for the uh, conclusion of that game to see how that turned out. Well, the Irish off to a 4-1 start. They're only blemished last weekend to the University of Cincinnati. That's what I've got for this week. We'll talk about state golf next week and about the uh, playoff run that a lot of teams are going to make because football is just two weeks away next week, and uh, soccer and volleyball, their draw is coming up this weekend. Talk all about that and uh, so much more next week on this show. Thanks to those guys for coming on. Thank to you. Thank you to you. That works a little better for listening. Have a great night and an even better tomorrow. Here I go. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.